right side, down the back straightaway. Inside, That's it, coming off the turn four, white flag in the air. Checkers and wreckers, anybody's races, they go down to turn number one. They fan out, two by two, three wide, coming off the turn number two. They get sideways, down the back straightaway, someone breaks loose to the top, trying to make the run up on the high side, going to do it the hard way around, coming around four, there's still two by two. Three cars drop back, it's one car coming out sideways, two's on the inside, coming to the line, it's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 Inside Florida yep. Racing. Inside Florida Racing. Inside. And welcome to another edition of Inside Florida Racing. Good <laughs> evening, everyone. I'm C.C. Brooks. This is also known as Rob's Dream Machine. Yes, For the next two hours, we will entertain you with... Uh... Oh, that's a different show. <laughs> no, we still strive to entertain here. I, I don't know what's going on with them. inform, educate. I know C.C. sounded like she was on a couch just then, all kickback. I'm comfy. <sighs> I got my comfy clothes on. I'm barefoot. I'm a happy little southern girl. <sighs> Folks, you listen to Inside Florida Racing. Uh, I'm Rob Elting, and CC Brooks is here, and Jack, of course, is here to uh, work all the controls and make sure that it gets out on the air and gets recorded so everybody can hear it during the week. Um, I went to the races this weekend. So did, did you I. go to the races? Anybody else? I was at Charlotte County Motorsports Park Saturday night. I don't. I don't think too many places raced. It rained. Citrus raced. Did they? Uh, Charlotte raced. And, um, boy, I wouldn't have bet on either one of them making it, watching the radar all afternoon on Saturday. It was, Unbelievable, uh, yeah. um, the luck that Bobby Deal had <laughs> with there the rain. There was a bubble. Oh, it was a bubble. Was I a watched it on bubble, the radar yeah. here all, all evening. I couldn't believe it. It was like, no way. You know, it the never pe- rained, really. The fans that, that didn't come out, um, they missed a great night. I had a blast out there. Of course, I spent most of my night in the pace truck going around the track, so I was having a good old time. Let me tell you something that... Really funny. You were in I the saw. pace? Oh, go ahead, Ron. We'll get back to the pace track. Okay. But, okay. Um, something really funny that I saw at the racetrack on uh, Saturday night at Charlotte County was um, they've got a pet pig inside the pits. Okay. When I was leaving, there was probably a 300-pound female wild pig inside the pits. Right behind um, Bobby's office, where there's some, mo- you know, where the we, late models usually park down there, where the mm-hmm. big rigs park, and somebody had their little picnic set up out there, and they were still out on the track, and that pig man was going through all. That really? <laughs> when he was that. ripping off their, st- he was into it. getting was into food. Himself, huh? he, he probably comes there after the races and gets into the garbage cans more than likely so uh linda if you're listening and you're wondering i'm sure linda knows about the pig she's probably going oh yes the pig everybody probably told her about it but that's probably why the trash has been getting spread all around but it's amazing that um how uh brazen (laughs) the pig was knowing that there's a lot of grills out there not to mention there whose pig is it it's a wild 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 pig definitely a wild it's i don't know that it's a boar i didn't see no tusk and but it's pretty big for being at the racetrack. I mean, at Charlotte County, you don't expect, you know, to see a big pig. But it's out in the country. That's why. Yeah. So that was uh, part of the excitement that was uh, there. Uh, not only uh, um, just a, a good uh, a good card that he had there, you know, uh, with, the uh, again, those uh, 
the champ carts. The champ carts, man. Yeah. The, the champ carts, they, they put on such a good show. And when they, when they came out, it brought back memories that when I used to race carts, you sit in this line. And those guys, I remember coming to uh, stock car races when I raced go-karts. And you're like, you know, you're the bottom, you know. These are all cars, and you're in these little go-karts. And you wait for your time to get up there. And when your time's there, you're ready to go. Right when they got lined up, it started to sprinkle a little bit. And, uh, you know, I had the baby with me, so we had to head towards the car. But I headed real slow. And I watched those guys, man. Let me tell you what. What a show that those guys put on. Um, they were in them little cars, right? Yeah, those little mm-hmm. champ carts, man. They're go-karts that run on uh, Briggs & Stratton Motors. And uh, I'm going to tell you... Um, those guys put on a show. There's some drivers there, son. Let me tell you, They're, they uh, they uh, they draft, they bump draft, and uh, they run inches to the ground and inches next to each other. And uh, I just want to give those guys a call out that uh, maybe put you, on a good show. Maybe you should race in that class, Rob. You don't get a chance to bump draft in your car. No, well, I don't need to bump draft, but I don't need to be in one of those either because that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work because anytime I bump draft, they end up turning around. <laughs> then I end up going to the rear. But um, I raced a lot of go karts, and uh, I, I, go kart racing is hard. The hardest drivers, the hardest the drivers have it are those go kart racers. It's not an easy drive for them to run around there, you know. And I think the uh, easiest cars to drive that I've ever driven is what I'm driving now is a late model. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where all us fat, lazy, older guys. End up in, you know. That's what the kids always are saying when they come up through, uh, like they're coming from Legends or Carts, and they go to late models. They all say that. They say it's easy. Yeah, I don't think I learned um, a lot of my racing talent in uh, a late model, man. It's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, in the street we'll stop. Well, load. well, the other, the other thing. Oh, I got lots of racing talent. You just don't know. We're waiting to see. And, and, and anyway, even, um, and, and when you can champ- when you can get home and your car's all in one piece and you can bring it back Amen. the next week. Amen. Of and, course. Uh, neither one of you guys can laugh either way. So I don't <laughs> see you guys racing nothing. Um, hey, I have once, but um, the champ I seventy five. Exactly. No, but the neat thing about the champ carts is it's like it's really a family affair. I mean, the whole family comes out, and it's really nice to see them in the grandstand. They get very excited. They're cheering on. You know, their family members that are out there. And it's a really nice environment. Now, at the end of the night, we were joking around, like, after the, the figure eight race. And uh, they were joking around that maybe they, you know, to have the champ carts go out there and do a figure eight. And, Who won the figure eight race? Uh, figure eight race, I believe that was, uh, oh, it was Firestone. It was Jeff. Is it all local guys racing in the figure eights? Pretty much, yeah. and they did an open. What Randy they're trying came to in do, third or fourth. The reason I ask, let me, let me tell you, that class. Let me tell you the reason I asked that. And then you give yeah, me those local guys. It, it's, I was last week prior to the weekend. I was looking at. It's amazing. Citrus and Charlotte, the two tracks that raced, had many of the same racing. You know, mm-hmm. same classes racing. Yeah, many. Right. The, You're right. Sportsmen, they both have. Uh, I don't know if they both ran modifieds or not. Did they? Um, that's interesting. Figure eights. And, uh, and I think what, you know, the figure eights is a tough thing to get going. You think back at Sunshine, they had four-cylinder figure eights and they had V8 figure eights, and they'd run them off weeks. You know, mm-hmm. one week they won that, the next week they'd run the other one. And uh, Bobby, I'm sure, wants to do that. But, but to get it started, it's kind of boring with just four cars out there. So um, it was a good show. I mean, the four-cylinders yeah. hold their own, and, 
And uh, these guys aren't out there to kill anybody right now. They're out there to get a class going. So um, if they can keep that mentality, um, I think they'll continue to put on a good show. And eventually you'll get to where there's 30 cars in there, mm-hmm. and then you can split them up into their respective groups now. What was interesting is in the Thunder Truck race, you know, that uh, that Orange 63, which is actually a James Wright truck, um, he's finally got a truck that's put together well. Was that James and, Wright driving it? No, that was Wally Smith driving. I asked James Wright. He comes up to me. I'm saying, wow, your truck's doing really good, but why did you let Wally drive? And he goes, I have a sore throat. Is that James Wright the third? James Wright the third. I just know him as James. Where's he from? Uh, down in Naples, I believe. Oh, different guy. Okay. Um, so why didn't Randy Kyle win? What kind of what kind of move? What kind of move was that Randy Kyle was trying to put on there to try to go three wide with the sixty eight, the long bed? I I don't know. All I know is that he told me hey he had been working on the truck and wasn't sure of how it was going to perform. He'd been making some adjustments to it. As a matter of fact, they were still making some adjustments to it in the pits. Well, he would have had to adjust it and make it about three feet narrower. To make it through that that deal, and I'm sure he regrets that uh, trip through there. But uh, go raced, ahead, Jack. You raced against Blake Coke. Do you remember him? Number 34, I believe. Young young man. Yeah, I think that Once he runs in the or uh, twice late models, not the the limiteds. Not the limiteds and the supers, I believe. So no, yeah. not the supers. No, it may have been when I raced the limiteds. I don't know how many times he raced it. You know, when I raced the limiteds, I was kind of doing a test for Bobby over there, and. Uh, yeah. It's tough to run the Supers in that class mm-hmm. and be competitive. All right, so tonight Blake's going to be with us anyway later on in the show. Patrick uh, Thomas. I talked to uh, Scott Jackman, uh, who works, of course, with the Fast Car Tours today about the, of course, you know, the Florida Mini Stock Challenge Series is gone now. Mm-hmm. The uh, Modifieds are gone. And uh, the uh, Southern Sportsman Series is on uh, the block here. If they don't bring out some cars for this next race or the next two races at the most, um, right now it's if they don't bring out cars on July 3rd on Thursday at New Smyrna, they may be done. It's the economy, man. It's it's not a bad. Great series. I think it's a great series, and I think as long as the tracks in these local counties are going to run sportsman classes, it may turn out to be a good thing. For these local racetracks to help oh, yeah. build their, you know, oh, back, build their deals. Going up. back to that deal, yeah. Um, so we're, we talked to Scott for a long time. We'll have some more about things that he said later on in the show. We're also going to talk to, uh, uh, so we're going to talk to Patrick Thomas uh, later in the show about the Southern Sportsman Series, and uh, he's one of the racers in that series, one of the best racers in that series. Jeremy Colangelo. He's going to be our first guest tonight. We're also going to talk to Sh- Sean Smith. Yay, Sean. Who's going to be going up to Golden Isle Speedway. And we've got a whole bunch of information about what's going to happen at Golden Isle Speedway and also what's coming up at Volusia and Charlotte with the dirt late models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, Phil, uh, I'll try to beg him to let me drive his other car. We'll talk to Jordan Martin from the Mini Cups and Phil Shriver about media stuff later on. But, you know... Um, you know, King Kenny was at Charlotte Saturday night. Was Imagine he? that. Yeah. Was he really? What? There was a dirt car there. He was there. Testing, for, huh? He, he was there. Well, yeah. Um, Who uh, was it? Elby Skaggs. Um, I'll tell you what. Johnny Collins went down last week. Or not Johnny Collins. Johnny Allen went down last week in the middle of the week 
and tested. They pulled their uh, dirt lake model off the car, off the off the trailer, <clears throat> took it out on the track without doing anything, no adjustments, no nothing. And uh, they were running uh, on hundred lap old tires, and they were he was running fourteen fives. So what do you think, Rob? Well, 14.5s, when, when late models only qualify the fastest I've seen, there is a 14.90. I think that's pretty fast. I think maybe it was 15.5s, but I think we'll it's going to be a, an interesting night of racing when uh, Kenny brings in his United Dirt Late models to Charlotte. 14.5s would be really fast that's for them to bring 100-lap old tires out maybe there. He said, maybe he meant 15.5s. Yeah, he said it was yeah. the same as like what yeah. late models were. Right, and, and I think that they will be. I, I think that they will be, and I think that they they might have the ability to go faster. They just might. I, I, they might let them have more motors in the car. I don't know what they're letting them do, but... Uh, uh, they're definitely more aerodynamic. Well, there was there was some interesting controversy during the Fab Four race. Were you, were you able to catch any of that? I, I was getting it because I was down on the track, but um, um, with some inexperienced drivers not understanding the rules and of what they should be doing during the race and following lines and. Um, and watching the flag, and watching Greg. The oh, flag it's man. Greg the flagman came down and, and gave they had some the schooling. schooling. But there was also, and I think probably the fans weren't aware of this. There was a big thing over the number twenty, which is Billy, little Billy Benoit, mm-hmm. and um, apparently he had an earpiece in for a cell phone, and basically had a spotter. Now who? And now they who, were getting upset about this. Who? Who would? Who would figure that one out? So. <laughs> That's great. something we again. We're gonna. I'm making notes on this stuff. Yeah. We're gonna come back to that one. Yeah, so I just so wanted. I just want to share that Billy Benoit and his using radios already. And, and, but I'll tell you. And I just found it really interesting because I did not understand why this would be a big deal because in other classes they have spotters. We'll and come radios. back to that. Okay. okay. It wouldn't have been if they had kept their mouth shut. That, That's interesting. <laughs> That's very interesting. But right. I'll tell you, I was when I was talking to Scott Jackman this afternoon. Scott, of course, works with uh, Don Aron in the Fast Car Tours, and you know he's been around the whole Fast Car thing for quite a long time. And uh, he said that this uh, young racer we're going to have one here in a minute was the best young racer I have seen, and maybe the best I've ever seen. He gets better every time he gets in the car. Wow. That's pretty strong coming from Scott Jackman. And so, as a result, we got uh, Jeremy Colangelo uh, on the phone with us. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Jeremy. Hey, good evening, guys. How you guys doing? We're going doing, doing good, doing good to man. The show. So here you are. You're in the top five. I think you're second in points in the Sun Belt. Is that right, or third? Yes, something. Third, second. And then in the in the Goodyear Challenge Series, we're sitting third right now. Wow, you're coming. Yes, sir. We're we're um, you know we put in a lot of hard work you know my guys at the shop have put in a lot of hard work and i myself have, have changed a bunch of things this season as far as what i'm doing and it's finally starting to pay off holy cow which one of those track which one of those series you like better it's, it's kind of hard to say you know I, I think i like driving the super late model better just because of the power and and the weight and everything you know i i really enjoy driving those um but both series are just, I mean, to say the least, they're awesome. I mean, I don't even know how else to describe it. You know, they're both very competitive. They're they are both um, 
you know, they're both run by Fast Car, and as you guys, pretty good job running their series. So it'd be hard to say which one's my favorite. What do you think about that, Rob, running uh, top five and two uh, tra- major traveling series? Uh, you must have some good sponsors, dude. Oh, man, I do. You know, Remax has been behind me since I first got into racing, and they're sticking with me. And uh, we've picked up a couple others, um, Jackson and Perkins Roses, uh, Park Seed, they're a wholesale seed distributor, um, and a few other local sponsors. Um, there's the new restaurant over here in Stanford, kind of where I grew up, that they're behind me. So, yeah, you know, without them, as you guys know, none of this would be possible. Yeah, I can imagine uh, it gets pretty costly to make it to all these races. So are you ever racing uh, two times a week, or are you pretty much just uh, stretching these out to weekly races? Well, actually, um, two weekends ago, we ran over there for the first leg of the Triple Crown. I ran the Sunbelt car in the 125-lap race, and then uh, got right out of that and jumped into my Goodyear car for a 100-lap race. So that was pretty cool to have two races in one night. Yeah, man, it's like you felt like Superman when you got done with those. Oh, I'm telling you, it was, you know, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Now, Jeremy, how long have you been racing? Um, this, was, this is about my ninth season here. I started in the quarter midgets. Um, when I was roughly 13 or 14 and have moved up from the quarter midgets to the legends, and now um, I moved up a couple years ago into the limited lane models. But this is my first season in super lane well, it's you know it sounds like you're having quite an impressive year so far. Um, what are your What are your plans for the rest of the year? Well, we've got um, I think we've got another 22 races or so scheduled between both the super late model and the um, limited late model, and so that'll keep me pretty busy. You know, that's just about every weekend in the car until the end of the season, but. I'm always, always looking for other opportunities. Um, right now, I'm kind of on my own, you know, just trying to find some some type of dirt racing to go just try out. You know, I don't want to move over to dirt or anything, but just from listening to all the other guys that have made it places, you know, they they really recommend dirt. So I'd like to get my feet wet on the dirt. And um, As far as next year, you know, I'd like to maybe try a couple ARCA races or, or you know, trucks. I don't know. You know, it's just kind of hard to tell at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to take a spin on dirt and you need to fi- find yourself a uh, a late model and get into Ken Kenny's United Dirt Laid Model Challenge Series and uh, ride with those guys, that's a great group of guys. They always uh, put on wonderful races. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones who run out of Ocala, correct? They're all over. Yeah, they're all over. They travel all over the southeast. But that's where all these other asphalt guys have gone, you know, mm-hmm. that have uh, headed over there. They're running in his series because, uh, you know, it pays good money, and you ain't got to buy four tires, and uh, you ain't got to put up with a lot of the other stuff that you got to put up in some of the other traveling series. So, so far, his is working out. You got uh, you got enough backing that you could get you a dirt car and uh, uh, really uh, pursue that, you think? Um, right now, I don't want to take away from anything and as far as – our asphalt deal goes so it would be something that i try to do on my own um or maybe you know have the family help me with but right now i'd have to say no rob are you kidding me rob 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 Rob, slow down man jeremy is second in points in the sunbelt super late model series he's two points behind matt bowers he said it not me he is in front (laughs) 
of Timmy Russell by 31 points, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and he's got 22 races to go. <laughs> yeah, so uh, do you have another job? Because that's um, a job in itself. I, I actually work, yeah, I work in the shop with the guys. Um, I try to get there as much as I can, but I also help my father out um, on our, in our family-owned nursery. He has a wholesale nursery that we run from the now, land up at our house. So I help him out with that during the week, and I'm over at the shop. So this weekend you're going up to Columbia. you got you got two races coming up here real soon. This weekend the uh, Goodyear Challenge is back at Columbia to make up a rain date. And then on Thursday, you'll be at uh, at New Smyrna. Does that put any special, uh, for the Clyde Hart Memorial, does that put any special um, pressure on you, having two races like that that close? No. I mean, if you had asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have said definitely yes. Um, but after running those two races in the same night, um, you know, I've been training really hard for those. I've been at the gym quite a bit. And uh, in talking with Mark Martin, um, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm doing his development program. And, and as you guys know, as big as he is on fitness, you know, I've kind of adapted to that and have learned, you know, it, it makes my job a lot easier the better shape I'm in. Are you skinny so, like him? I'm sorry? Are you skinny like him? No, <laughs> not quite. Not quite. I don't know anybody else who's as skinny as him. Yeah, Mark's uh, pretty little. He's a little dude. Yes, he is. But, um, you know, it doesn't add much pressure on me. I think what adds the most pressure on me is the fact that it's such a prestigious race, um, the Clyde Hart Memorial. You know, that's a lot of really big names and, and great racers have won it in the past. And, you know, I would just be tickled to death if I could add my name to that group of drivers. Well, what's your best fit? Have you won yet on the this year? We Well... You know how racers say. We've been pretty close. Um, I finished second, and actually in that Goodyear race over there at, at Lakeland. Um, right. And that's been my best finish so far. We were pretty close to a win there in that Sunbelt race the same night. I was. Um, we were involved in an altercation on the second lap, so we had to go into the pits and fix the car quite a bit and came back out, and I restarted, I think, 27th, and we worked our way back up to second. And with nine laps to go, I was getting under Dwayne Dempsey. And uh, he actually, his car sputtered and ran out of gas. And when he did that, he came across the nose of my car. And because I was involved in bringing out the caution, they sent us both to the back. So that, See, that was kind of, yeah, that left a real sour taste in my mouth, if you Yeah, so you finished seventh. Yes, sir. Yeah, we rallied back to seventh. The Iron Man ran out of gas? You know, that's a... Uh... I don't know if you know this, but about ten years ago, at uh, nine or ten years ago at Lakeland, um, Dwayne Dempsey ran in the the uh, super late models, the late models, and the modifieds. Uh, had great finishes in all uh, yeah, all Lakeland. three all three races, and uh, we we named him in an article. Uh, we called him the Iron Man, and uh, it stuck. He ran out of gas, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, and you know it was it's kind of a bad deal because from. You know, from the fan seats or even from the officials where they were sitting, it kind of, I'm sure it looked like, you know, I just flat out took him out. And after the race, his spotter came down into our pits, and he was like, you know, I just got to come over and, and apologize to you. We kind of cost you that. But, you know, that's part of racing, and, you know, everybody's human, so we'll all make mistakes, officials, drivers, um, spotters, you know. So we just kind of took it and learned 
what we learned from it, and, you know, we'll move on from there. Now, are you... Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, you know how that goes. You're not ever going to, you know, win them all. No, that's the right <laughs> attitude to yeah. have. Yeah, take it, take, take it and go. to realize that, but... <laughs> Well, Jeremy, I sure hope it works out for you that sometime maybe somebody will let you uh, borrow a ride and you can uh, go out on Ocala because that is just a first-rate dirt track. You would have a blast. Just tell Mark Martin you want to race on dirt. See what he says about that. Well, actually, he's kind of the one who got me hooked. Um, you guys know he ran in that prelude to the Dream deal right, in Eldora. Yeah. Well, he took me with him up to that race. Right. That, that was actually only my second dirt race I'd ever been to, but... Going up there, you know, being able to fly in his jet with him and and to go behind the scenes in a big big deal like that, I was just, I mean, I was hooked. What, so, so what do you, you think his, of that, Rob? What do you think of that? I'm over here freaking out. You got his cell phone number. Call him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call him. You know, I, I met Mark one time at, when I worked in, uh, I used to do set decoration in uh, the movie business and uh, commercials. And when he was doing his Winn-Dixie commercial, um, it was at Lakeland. And they paid me to come over there and show the actors, you know, how to be the pit crew. And uh, Jack wasn't there yet, uh, but Mark was there. And uh, I remember hanging out with him, you know, a little bit. And uh, Jack shows up in his helicopter, lands it right down in the middle of Lakeland and gets out. You Jack know, Roush, of Yeah, Jack Roush. And uh, gets out with his hat on and everything and uh, comes over and uh, he sees the pit crew that's there. And he's all he could do is shake his head. <laughs> But well, you know they're used to perfection, and you know here here's me over there telling these guys, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. You know, this is how you're supposed to run over there, and uh, but it worked out cool. You know, this, it worked out good. This Thursday night, Jeremy at uh, New Smyrna Speedway, the uh, Clyde Hart Memorial, always a big event, like you said, and uh, always a pretty good field of, of super late model drivers uh, turn out for that race. Usually a pretty good crowd too, because a lot of people, of course, are. Packing into Daytona area. How long have they been doing that on that Thursday night? Well, they've been doing it since uh, the year after um, Clyde's uh, uh, death. Yeah, it was about ten years, eleven years. I think this is the tenth annual this year. Mm Yeah, about ten years, and uh, yeah, the green uh, the green truck that sits up on the hill will be brought down on the track as always, in uh, a little uh, commemorance of uh, Clyde Hart, who was one of the actual founders of, of. Stock car racing in Florida, no doubt about it. Yes, sir. And uh, we wish that's this week. It's the third. July third. July third. Always July third, and uh, that's why it's a Thursday. And uh, we wish you the best, man. And uh, hopefully, I'm gonna see you over there. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on and everything. And thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Jeremy. Bye bye. All right, take it easy, Jeremy. Jer- right. Jeremy Colangelo, second in points in the Sun Belt Series, pretty good, and third in the Goodyear Challenge. Sounds and like he might have quite a future in front of him. He's in the <clears throat> striking distance of winning both of those, too, no doubt about it. And within striking distance of calling Mark Martin and asking him for, uh, you know, some help getting a dirt ride. <sighs> I hope that he gets it. I don't know how he's going to have time. 22 races to go. That's a lot. It really bothers you, doesn't it? Does it, uh, this sounds a little jealous. You think? Jack. No, I'm not jealous. I think it's yeah. great. Uh, there's no jealousy here. I do what I like to do. Man. I, I know I, you're you're I, in it for. How could I be fun. jealous when I've got a son, my eight month old son? And you guys ever seen him? You know I'm not jealous of nobody He's about him. I don't know what's wrong with this guy over here. Um, and uh, as far as my racing goes, I enjoy the uh, racing that I do. The little bit that I get to do. A little bit that I can afford to do. Really? 
We need to find you. Wish I had a good sponsor like Karnak.com or something. (laughs) We'll be back in a few minutes. Inside Florida Racing. We're going to settle Rob down. Your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Never in the history of cinema have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Shiny, shiny star. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody, because you're not just anybody, you're a paid anybody. I don't recognize Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated and Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers don't understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody that will listen to them. Well, you know, to me this has got a negative effect that's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers, the racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and stand open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, he's the following old. is a presentation of Real <laughs> Racing USA. Ah, uh, Dickie Anderson, words of wisdom. 
Inside Florida Racing. Hey, Rob, I think we have our next guest on the line. Go ahead. Hey, is this Jordan? Yeah. Hey there. This is Cece. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. And um, Jordan Martin, now you you drive a Mini Cups? Yeah. What's it like? What's it like having a dad that uh, races in NASCAR? Uh, it's pretty fun. <laughs> cool. Well, that's awesome. And now, how um, did you race this past weekend? What? Did you race this weekend? Uh, no. No. When's your next race coming up? Um, I think next weekend. Ah, okay. And what track do you normally race at? Um, Arbordale. In the mini cups. In the mini cups. Now, do you really do you enjoy the mini cups? Yeah. Now, what did you race before you got into mini cups? Uh, well, the mini cup was the first thing I ever raced. Really? And how long have you been doing that? Um, for about like a year now. How old are you? Um, eight years old. You're eight years old. Well, that's quite impressive. Now, um, Jordan, I hear through the grapevine. That you have a big day tomorrow. Is tomorrow your birthday? Yeah. Well, happy birthday, young man. You're going to turn nine years old. Now it won't be that cool that you're racing uh, those. You know, it was a lot cooler when you were eight. Now you're going to be nine. Now you're just going to be like one of the old timers. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's time we should move them up. Well, so how many how many races have you actually raced in your mini cup there, Jordan? Um, a lot. Yeah. Too many to count already, man. See, he's already, he's almost a veteran. Well, now, Jordan, what's, um, what has been your best finish? Um, first. Oh, very good. Now, do how you How many come, times? I was going to say, how many, do you come in first often? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just a winner. That's all there is to it. Uh, so, uh, what, how, are you planning on staying in those? I guess you'll have to for a while, you know, uh, they don't let you race cars at nine or ten. Uh, what what's your future aspirations of racing? What? What would you like to move up to next? Do you want to after you're done with mini cups? Do you want to go up to maybe legends, bandoleros? Where do you see yourself advancing car wise? There you go. Um, I'd probably say um craftsman truck series. Wow, he's gonna make the a big craftsman. jump. Wow, that's yeah. that is a big jump. Yeah. So when do you like? When do you, how far down the road do you see that doing that? When you're 15, 16? Um, yeah. Yep, yeah, so, uh, they have any big races there with uh, in Auburndale with the uh, um, mini cups? Like, you race any, like, 30 or 40 lap races? Yeah, we do, like, 50 lap. 50 lappers. Now, do those get tiring for you at 8 years old? He's 9. 9, excuse me. Tomorrow he's nine. Don't get excited. Okay. Don't tomorrow. push him out of being a rookie right now. You push all him right, into being right, a veteran. All right. All right. Tomorrow. <laughs> so 50 laps, they don't wear you out much, do they? Mm, no. <laughs> you don't sound sure. They do wear you out a little bit, maybe. You need to start working out. It's okay if you get tired after doing a 50 lap. Even the big boys, when they're racing, get tired after a 50 lap race. You're not kidding. Especially in the summertime when it's so hot. Hey, Jordan, I got a question for you. Do, do you, uh, do, do the, the kids in school that you go to school with, do they know you race cars? Oh, uh, yeah. What do they think about that? They think it's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Did any of your friends at school come out and watch you race? Um, 
One of my friends did, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you need to get some of them to uh, maybe get their parents to buy them a cart so uh, you guys can have more mini cuppers out there. Hey, Jordan, what uh, do you have any special plans for your summer vacation? Yeah, I'm going to MGM Studios. Oh, now that is cool. You're going to have fun there. What's your favorite thing to do there? Have you been there before? Yeah. Do you have a favorite ride? Uh, like, well, I don't know what the name is. It's just, like, it's a really, like, like a really scary roller coaster. Oh, the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster with all the loud rock and roll music. That's at Hollywood Studios. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that where you're going, to Hollywood Studios? Yeah, the MGM Disney Studios. Yeah. It's called Hollywood Studios now. I'm just correcting you. They Cece, changed the name. It's called Hollywood Studios now. Wow, gosh. The rock and roller coaster is the coolest thing yeah. there. It is very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hope you have a good time there, and uh, I hope that you're racing. You know, you continue to win. It sounds like that you win quite a bit. Do you have any kind of website or anything like that? Um, no. Well, you need to get one of those and start self-promoting yourself because uh, that's the only way you're going to run those Craftsman Truck Series that you want to run. You've got to get you some sponsors, and you've got to make people know who Jordan Martin is. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're going to race this coming Saturday at, uh, at uh, Auburndale, right? Yeah. With the uh, fast mini cups, not the slow mini cups, the fast mini cups. Mm-hmm. All right. How many laps are you running? About like twenty. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll tell everybody to keep their eye out for you, Jordan. And uh, what's your car number, Jordan? Fifty-five. Fifty-five. All right. Okay. And Jordan, you have a very happy birthday tomorrow, and I hope you get some great presents. Yeah. Happy birthday. Hey, enjoy being eight while you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Jordan. We'll talk Good to night, you Jordan. soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, there you have it, another racer from Auburndale Speedway. Jordan I definitely, Martin. you could definitely say, up and coming. Yeah. Yeah, up and coming, for sure. So is that Mark Martin's son? According to him, he was. I know, <laughs> according to him. Yes, I, I don't think he understood you. So what kind of shenanigans did uh, Phil Morrison pull off this weekend? Oh, come on, Jack, quit it. <laughs> uh, well, he did end up finishing not last, second to last, but... Uh, um, I, I think Phil had a succession of flat tires. He was did. His it, issues. Was, it was oh, really? incredible. It was one flat after another wow. flat after spin out. You think after somebody flat. put some, some? And finally, he gave up. And you know, you think somebody put some uh, put some stuff under his tires down there? No, in the I think problem? that maybe. And there was a lot of uh, contact between a lot of those cars in the middle. Not just him. You know, Carino. He was stuck in the middle of all that. You know, uh, modifieds have always been. Uh, uh, you know, you run into the guy in front of you a lot. You know, I know people sure. watching. I know people watching were like, "Oh, why are they doing that?" But if you mm-hmm. modified racing, man, there's a lot of bumper. Oh, absolutely. That gets in there, and absolutely. so uh, you don't have a nose piece to hide it. See, we get bumper in there, and we're up underneath them. So you exactly. Don't realize it. So uh, that kind of stuff really didn't bother me. Um, I think that it bothered the uh, officials a little bit. And uh, they didn't cut Phil any slack, let's say. No, they didn't. So um, did he Did he get a bad call when they ended up putting him to the rear? Maybe. So he maybe not should have been doing so much bumper running so early in the race. But um, Phil's the show, just like the rest of them. I mean, it was great. I like to see Modifieds race. I tell people, listen, 24 late models is fun to watch. 24 Modifieds, man. Is and, off the charts. Yeah, fun. it can be, especially if they're all good, you know, because – 
they're open wheeled. They got they, they're lighter. They got late model motors in them. They're loud. They're fast. They got no rules anymore. I don't. I don't think. Well, they might. I don't know. I want to say this about the officials at CCMP during the race. Um, they really were discussing a lot when they were making the call. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they, they they were really trying to make sure that you know, getting every from everybody's perspective of what they saw to make sure that um, they got too know. many. They got too many. Uh, that's my opinion. They got too much. Con- they got too much conversation going on. The flagman needs to take more responsibility. Be more on the ball. Be more dramatic. Make his calls. Take call him as he sees him. Not worry about what people think about him. And have a lot more courage to just. That's st- true. As long as he sees it. Absolutely. So and you if he, need and the if he does, guys. And let me finish. I'm not finished. And and what he doesn't see, he's got a flagman down in turn right. one. He's got a tech flagman down in turn three and there needs to be one person up in that tower and his name is the race director and them four people need to stick to it and leave everybody else out of the equation and those are the people i heard talking yeah right and they did good sharing information back and forth of what they saw they did well firm and get on calling that race i did not see anybody get the shaft they almost shafted the 12 car Mm mm-hmm when he never spun out at all, and they almost yeah. put him to the rear. But, that got but they straightened that out. Yep. So, uh, cell phone. You know. Cell phone. Cell phone. Fab four, number 20. Oh, the, yeah. The, the cell phone uh, radios. There's no CC. There's no. It's in the rule books, okay? Okay. There's no radios being used. So here's my opinion on it. If Billy and whoever else that he was in shenanigans with on the cell phone, if, in fact, this was going on, was going on, he'll learn this. You keep it to yourself, okay? If you're doing something like that, you don't go around. You just don't let anybody else know. You don't have the other person you're talking to in the grandstands or anywhere else where anybody can see them. And I think that's what was the problem. The The person was spotted. But here's my question so I don't understand. How come some classes can have spotters and radio communication and some classes can't? Well, because, yes, that's a good question because they want to keep the main thing is is it a set of radios inside a vehicle, inside a race car, and a crew member to have them costs between six and a thousand dollars? Okay, so that adds to the price of racing in the Fab Fours. Okay, the Fab Fours—they're trying to keep the price down so people can learn how to race. Should Billy have been doing that, Billy? If you're listening, absolutely not. I don't think you need to do that, son. You just need to keep racing. This is only as like what third or fourth time racing. Okay, so like, basically, for the fact of for the for the sake of fairness, if not everybody in a class can afford to have that equipment, nobody, no one person should have it to have an, uh, an unfair advantage. Is that basically sure. it? Basically. Okay. So now everybody has a cell phone, and everybody can get the little cheap earpiece. So is it possible that that can be going on, and that it doesn't cost that much money? Yes, it is. Is it good for the class? No. Those no. guys need to learn how to drive. You learn right. how to drive. You learn to feel that stuff. I don't know if they let them use a mirror or not. They didn't used to let us use a mirror or no, anything. It, imagine if you're driving a sprint car, open wheel cars. Those guys don't get to have anything, you know, even in the, the fast class, you know. So um, uh, I just think that uh, they need to stay on top of that. And, and, and Billy doesn't need that, you know. Like I said, man, it's, that kid's a natural at driving. I'm going to tell you, he's a oh, young he's kid. From, young kid, he didn't even want to race when they first put family. him in it. And, yeah. And now when you watch him drive, he drives around the track good. Um when he makes those outside passes, he just needs to stay closer, which is a mistake that people commonly make when they uh, first start racing. You think your car's wider than it should be. So 
I always tell them to stay down on the other car. Just stay on the other car. Now, something that I was <laughs> another thing I was wondering about. There were several drivers in that Fab Four that had to get their little schooling by Greg at the end of the race and everything. They needed it. And what I was wondering is, is for for drivers that are coming into that class and they're new and maybe didn't come up through go karts. Wouldn't it be nice if maybe there was like a Friday night or a Thursday night or, or there earlier is Thursday in night on practice. Saturday that, that they could maybe have Greg and, you know, and somebody else there give, give them some of the rules of the road and, and how to drive Here's on that track and stuff Cece. to do so they're safer. And Cece, stop it. By the time you're ready to get in a race car and come out there, you better already know the flags. There is not because enough. You can get of that. killed no, out th- there. That's, no, this is a this is a good point that she's bringing up. Because these are though. young people. I would have loved. There's no would have done like that for the, me. the Auburndale Kids Club. Okay, as an example, the Auburndale Kids Club kids that go through the karting, sure. starting mm-hmm. out in yes. karting, they get this kind of stuff about safety and mm-hmm. the rules and things like that. And you're right, but for people who don't happen to go through those, there's just a real lack of that. There's like. Read the rule book. You know, I'll guarantee you it's in the rule book. It's in most rule books what the flags mean. I mean, it, well, we're not just more, talking it's about more than that. Just flags. She's talking more in, than in that. Fab Four. In Fab Four, if that's going to be the lower line, the, the beginning class, mm-hmm. um, I believe they can come on a Thursday night, and the flag man's there. He could go over that stuff with them. Yeah, but their here, biggest problem was they weren't looking at him, mm-hmm. and he he needs to stress in their drivers' meetings that. You guys need to look at the flag man because it's something that uh, it's like that in every class. You you mm-hmm. you tend to tune the flag man out, you know, because also, you're doing think, other things. I think Rob, some of them needed to know where to go when they were they were lap traffic, and the faster cars were coming up. And I, I bet they know now. Oh, I bet they know now. <laughs> but at the top, at, during the race, it's like they didn't know if they should go high or if they should go low, you know, to get out of the way. And I bet you, and I, I'm, in I'm, our drivers' meeting, they go over that every time I've ever been there. They they. They, they tell go, them where they they're do supposed go over to be. All that in the driver's meeting. So, you know what you should do? What? If you can get to the tracks when you go to the tracks mm-hmm. a little earlier than normal yeah. and, like, find out what time the driver's meetings are going to be yeah. and go to the driver's meetings, like, you know, you'll get to a point where you don't want to do it anymore. But if you do that for a period of time, like, if, if, if you go to 20 driver's meetings mm-hmm. over the next year or so, You'll learn a lot about what these guys are hearing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there is a lot of information. That's where everything goes down. Yeah, That's where is. you figure out everything about the racetrack is in the drivers' meetings, and I, and and you know, I'll say Charlotte does a good job with with straightening that out. Yep. You know, before the race starts, as other tracks do the same yep. way, and I, it's up Absolutely. to the I, Thursday night. Say a practice. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the flagmans or the flagmen are there all the time. Greg, I guarantee you, if any of them had a question, that man would talk to them and explain that stuff to them. And instead, he grouped them together. He had them pull their helmets off in the middle of the racetrack, and he showed them. You were talking about the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. You mentioned that. Yeah. Racing on dirt. Well, earlier this week, we spoke with uh, 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 General Manager Tanya uh, Moschel over at um, Volusia Speedway Park. They finally put together, we talked about the, the, the event they're going to have there, uh, I think we talked about it last week, the um, uh, Scott Thompson Memorial Race, mm-hmm. right? That race right now is maybe the biggest dirt late model race or any kind of race in Florida for short tracks of the entire year. Um, they're going to have well over, they'll beat the, the car count that Volusia, for, or that Ocala had for yeah. the... Uh, when we were there for the grand opening? No, for the... They had 53 cars at the, uh, the Powell Memorial. Oh, yeah. And uh, we uh, 
she said it is, uh, this is what she said, is our Scott Thompson Memorial event, and we've been able to combine the efforts of the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series and the National Late Model Series to bring to Volusia Speedway what promises to be the biggest late model event of the season in Florida or in the southeast for that matter. And this race is going to pay $3,800 to win, and uh, they're going to, the, whoever's leading the race at lap 38 in honor of Scott Thompson uh, gets an extra $380. We're going to have a whole bunch more about that as we approach the event. But this weekend, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series will be in Brunswick, Georgia at Golden Isle Speedway. There's a, right now 57 cars registered. Yeah, oh, I mean, I nice. bet. Nice. I yeah. bet, because now he's up there in, in Georgia, South Carolina land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they ex- fully expect to uh, to break uh, to break 60 cars. Bubba the Love Sponge is uh, supposed to be there. That should be interesting. Oh, yeah? yeah. Now, that's funny. You go all the way up there and not stick closer to. Yeah, yeah. But Bubba ain't in it for that. No, he's in, he's in like, it to be uh, a racer. He don't but, care uh, about. One thing that, that fans could probably see this, this time is, you know, uh, uh, Ken's been offering this uh, challenge to the heat race winners. If any of those guys, because they all get qualified up at the front, you know, mm-hmm. the guys who qualify up at the front, to take a, go to the back to yeah. start for a two or three thousand. What's he offering them to do that? That's usually it's somewhere around two or three thousand dollars. Nice, not, something in that zone, and uh, nobody's taken it yet. I have a feeling that this time, Ivan Lloyd or maybe Michael Lloyd, uh, Frankie Lloyd, the owner's son. May take it up. Johnny Collins may take it. I think somebody's going to take it up on him. Mm, take him up. That'd on be him. interesting if Ivan does it. Yeah. Well, yeah. he can do it there. You yeah. Know, it, he could definitely come from the rear of a 26 car field at that track if he's on. And uh, so that's this. This got to make the show first. And of course, as you were talking about, they had and and that was what they told me. They told me that it was in the 1450s and 60s. They probably meant, as you said, 15. 1550s. More than likely. You're probably 1450s right. is flying, man. And if they're doing yeah. that, like I said, they're aerodynamic, you know, and so. Uh, and that's in August, the 16th of August. Yeah. That's the asphalt at Charlotte County Speedway. Right now there's. Where's Sean Smith? I want to talk to him. He, we'll, be, we'll have him on in a little bit. He's going to be there's, on here tonight. We're right now talk. we have 18. Yeah, 18 cars, I think, are, are is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. That's what they have as of right now. Committed to be at Charlotte. Yeah, so it's coming along. It, it, it might be uh, better than, than some of us. Uh, Expected. I really didn't think they'd end up doing well, it. I figured. Well, I know a few drivers were concerned about tire issues. Can I bring my car out there? No, you Rob. don't have a no, dirt late model. No. No, you can't. Rob. Thank you. I appreciate. Now, it. the other thing is, we were talking about the Sportsman Series, which now we've lost the the mini stocks. Losing the Sportsman Series now. We lost Maybe. the mini stocks due to lack of participation. Maybe, but. So you say maybe. Is it going to be saved? Well. Who's the savior? It's all going to depend, most likely, if, if enough drivers come out to some of the next races. Well, according to Dick Anderson, the drivers just need to go support their local racetracks. Well. And that's what they need to do. I, I think that's right. I do. If, if, the, if the series breaks up, then that's fine. You guys don't have to spend that much money to go race anymore. Go race at your local racetrack. Go race at Citrus if you're a modified, I mean a sportsman. Or go race out here at uh, Charlotte County, uh, if, it, if that's where you live, um, wherever the sportsmen are racing. If, if you're close to John over there, go race at his racetrack at DeSoto. Didn't, didn't you say you knew somebody that instead of racing at Charlotte, they drove up to, what is it, Iverson to go race? No, my friend Grover um, 
Greg Gruber was getting a sportsman together, and he lives in Tampa, so he went to oh, okay. uh, Citrus. Oh, so he was able to then to get a race in because Citrus race. Yeah, right? I haven't got a chance to talk to him, but uh, current he, points he went in the top five. Excuse me, current points leader Patrick Thomas from the Southern Sportsman Series is on uh, the line with us right now. Well, let's find out about the Southern Sportsman Series. Patrick, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Patrick, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Thanks. Nice to be here. Now, uh, tell us, Patrick, what's going on with this series? Uh, we're hearing uh, mixed things. Well, it's it's been an up and down year. With the, the car count's been kind of tough. The racing has been awesome. Um, we've we're, we're down to about fourteen or fifteen cars for a regular show. Uh, it's about our weekly average. We've been getting some cars from local cars um, from the different tracks running with us, and they've been able to come in and help us with our car count and help put on a good show as well. Now, if 14 or 15 is low for you, what in the past were you normally having as a car count on average? Um, when this series started, uh, there were actually races that they sent cars home. They would um, they would start 28, and they were sending cars home every week. Not, I mean, just we were getting 30, 35 at mm-hmm. different tracks. And when we, when we go to Lakeland, they let everybody run. But um, we're just trying to do everything we can. Um, I'm making phone calls left and right, trying to get people, giving out wheels and tires and Doing anything I can to try to help uh, get the series back to where it was. And um, a lot of things have changed, but a lot of things have, have stayed the same. Like I said, the racing has just been its been great. We had two races this year where uh, we've gone into the their 50-lap races, but they've gone into the mid-40s before the first costumes come out. So, I mean, the guys are real clean. They're, they're a lot of fun to race with, and they, they won't rough you up as, as you're passing them or as they're passing you. So what do you think is the answer to... Uh well, what's the problem? What's the answer to the problem? Man, it's... Complicated, huh? It could have been a, co- a number of a few things. Um, the series changed hands. It went from, from Todd Hutto, and then Fast Car took it over, and there, there's been some mixed feelings with that. Um, a lot of people really liked Todd, and a lot of people didn't necessarily trust the way that it was going. But if, if the people would give it a chance, um, it took a it took a year or so to transition, but now it's it's right back. I, I think it's so much the way Todd had it. Um, the techs come around. The I mean the the people getting in trouble for rough driving, and I mean just the different things that needed to be done have been taken care of, and now it's just a great place to race. I mean you get there's we have five different tracks on the schedule. Um, you get to race in a number of different places from. I think it's great. I mean, I, I really like it. They, they got back to starting the car that won the last race. You start 11th again. Um, no, no winning, and then getting the draw. If you get fast time next race, you, you start 11th and start behind everybody. Gives a lot of people a chance to, to win some races. What 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 kind of car count does the series need? Uh, do you think um, I didn't? I talked to uh, Scott. Jackman this afternoon, but I didn't ask him that question. How many do you think it needs to have to be able to stay in it open? Well, I hate to put a number on that. Um, I know what it. I mean, pretty much takes to put on a really good show to get people watching. I would think would be twenty plus. Right. Um, and that's it's tough. I mean, it's expensive. I, I live in the Oviedo area over on the east side of Orlando, and it's it's expensive to travel. Last June twenty fourth, uh, or june 23rd last year yeah one year ago almost to the day yeah uh at new smyrna there was 20 cars yes yes there were um not a 
that ended up not being a very good day for me. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> had a really good day going, but it didn't end that way. Um, that was that may have been that may have been the last time we had twenty cars. To be honest with you, um, a lot of other things have happened with um, uh, or Charlotte County going to the same rules and and Auburndale basically going to the same rules, and then they both start running every other week. So now we're trying to, the series is trying to compete against those tracks as well. So that kind of makes it hard. This series started as a Polk County, basically, series. Uh, most of the cars that were in this series when it started came from that area. So when their local track now has an owner that people like, and they have rules that they like, and they don't have to race every week, you kind of have the benefits of the series, to be honest with you. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, I mean, that, all of that is hurting us. Hurting us. Um, I wish we could get the two the two fast car tracks right here in New Smyrna and Orlando to go through the same rule package as the series. Now I know that would just make a lot of sense, but um, I wish they would do that. Uh, I think it would help the series tremendously. But that's my opinion, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think that all the cars should definitely be on the same rule package, anyways. Every sportsman class across the board, um, and that way, uh, you know, if, if if the series does defunct itself, then everybody's got a place to go race. I mean, it's unfortunate that the series might have to uh, break up, but in the same token, if it puts good races at racetracks all over different counties. Yeah, Rob, you know what's funny about this is like, and this is the part that doesn't make sense to me, is this isn't like there's 25 races or something. There's no. only 11 or 12 races. Exactly. I mean, it's a good number of races so that even if you race at your local track, um, you know, I mean, it, it would just seem that it's a cool thing where you can get guys from all over the state to get together and race in that class. It's just too hard to get people to travel right now, Jack. Yeah, you know, the I traveling guess. series, if 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 they're not paying you $400 at least to go to the racetrack and show up and get last place, then you can't put new tires on your car. You can't do nothing to your car. Well, here's the good thing about the series. Um, I've run four races on this same set of tires. I have three fast times and three wins on this same set of tires. The Goodyear tire will last. It is a very, very good, long-lasting tire if you get your car working. How many guys guys do that, though? Well, a lot of them do. There's a couple of them that put tires on all the time. Last year, when when I I thought we needed tires all the time, I was one of the ones that would put tires on every week. This year, I found out that when you don't have the money that it takes to put tires on every week, be surprised what you could do when you sit down and work on the car and really get it to handle where it's not killing tires. Does New Smyrna have a good um, uh, sportsman class of its own? Um, their weekly sportsman class is about, I don't know, 8 to 10 cars weekly. Gotcha. Um, and we get a couple of their cars that run with the series. Uh, like I said, I actually sold a couple used sets of tires. and There's quite a few cars coming to that race um, that are local cars. Um, we've gotten quite a few new cars this year. Uh-huh. A lot of the a lot of the old cars, like I said, are, are just dispersed all over the other racetracks. There's three tracks that are, I'm just looking at this, and I, looking at it, I hadn't paid any attention to this for about a year, actually. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at the schedule in, in detail here, and really, Auburndale, Citrus, and and, uh, and Charlotte, three places where sportsmen are relatively strong. Love it. I wish, yeah. we could, I wish we could go to Auburn. You're not racing at those, and I think that might might be a, a point of, you know. And Bronson also. And Bronson as well. Because yeah. the sportsman class is beginning to build up. 
at Charlotte. Yeah, but the, a lot of times they series butt heads with track owners because no. the track owners say, well, I've got my own sportsman class. What do I need your series for? You know, and exactly. And what they don't, what what I wish they would think about is basically you're putting your best cars against our series cars. That's like the old days. All right. Been around racing for as long as anybody, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way it used to be. You you brought in a touring series to go against your home track cars, which would make for a very entertaining race. I'd like to see a good sportsman race over there at Charlotte. I'm sorry. Look at the two cars that won down at or the finished first and second this week. Uh, Steve Ganey is a Sportsman Series car. Right, exactly. And Aaron Williamson is a two-time Series champion. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean... Yeah, and it made... They definitely helped make the race more exciting, you know, and I... Now, so, I, there again, what, what's going to get down to the answer of this thing, do you think? What, what, what are you going to do? Well, we're, we're doing everything we can. Um, I've, I've, as far as... I run, a, I run a, one of the 602 freight motors. And I think that's been one of the best things this series has done. Now, I know a lot of people say, oh, a great motor, scared of them, no tech. They've got to be illegal if they're running fast. Uh, you can ask Wayne Morris last year. He thought mine was illegal. Or, I'm sorry, let me take that back. He thought it was a really good motor because we were getting fast times and we were winning some races. But he bought it right out of my car for exactly what I paid for it from GM. And what did I do? I went and bought another great motor to put in the car because... It's affordable. It's economical. It, I've got nine races on the motor in the car right now. All I've done is change the oil and the valve spring. Um, every, every three races, they need valve spring. And Wayne seems to be quite happy, too. Yeah, and it's, that's what I mean. They're, <laughs> it's, it's such an economical thing. Um, that's the way to go, and I wish more people would adopt that sort of rule. I, I, I hate to say that I wish the series would go to strictly crate motors. I know it's never going to happen because they want to give people a choice people that, that don't want to spend the $3,000 on a crate motor, if they can piece one together, then that's what they want them to be able to do. Um, so you guys basically got limiteds with 8-inch tires on them? Uh, no, they're still stock chassis cars, front to rear. There's stock Camaro front clip, stock Camaro rear clip on mine. Uh, there's, 70 mo- there's 70 model Monte Carlos out there. There's metric cars. All the, the normal street stock type cars, They just there's no body roll. Right, okay. But, all right. Okay. So this week coming up, or next week, uh, at uh, on July third, Thursday, you race at uh, at New Smyrna. Correct. The Clyde Hart Memorial Race. Right. So we got to get some cars out to that deal. Yeah, I've I've actually got a call from a few people that are coming, and that's going to help the show. And there's some some cars that you guys have already talked about tonight. So uh, you got no competition that Pat- night, Patrick. Let me ask you this: Yeah, is uh, are you making calls to other drivers to, around the state, or is oh, man, my phone, my my boss pays for my phone bill, and he keeps getting on me because I've called so many people. Good for you. I've helped with every single thing I know to do. Like I said, giving out tires, working on people's cars. He's the points leader, Rob. I, I, never mind. Go ahead. Uh, Just doing doing everything I can, um, and we're we're trying to trying to get it built back up i need a place to race i don't i am not a i'm not a big fan myself and i hate to say this of weekly racing right i, I like i mean I, I like to be able to change the car and go race other places i like um i like that the way of doing it and if the series goes away i, I will not run one racetrack i'll go run several different places yeah. yeah so it'd be nice if all the rules would stay copacetic right exactly yeah because i tell you you really do need for th- i i personally think for that 
for that series, and I think so with the many stocks too, but even more so the sportsmen because the sportsmen are actually race almost everywhere now. Mm-hmm. I, I really think Citrus and next year, if this series is around, man, they need to get something to get Citrus, Charlotte, Auburndale, Bronson all involved. Yeah, I would, I would think uh, two races at each track. Absolutely, the, the absolute way to go. Now, yeah, and it, I don't think that. I've got a question now. Does it cost the track owners more money to bring the series in to race along with our sportsmen? See, I'm not, I'm not the one that could answer that. I have absolutely no idea on that side of it. Here's what they can do, though, CC, is they can, if each track owner would probably be willing to have two races of their own. So what they'd have to do is work out with the series, you know, who gets the gate or how that works out. But each, if each track got two races, I, I don't think that that would uh, hurt anybody. So what somebody needs to do is go ahead and approach each of these track owners with the idea mm-hmm. that we want to run a ser- we want to continue this series, and we want two dates. And you go ahead and get two, get get them to give you two dates, and then see how bad they're all on top of each great, other. Great, great series when it first started. This series when it first started was really exciting because you had some of the very best. Blue, what I call blue-collar racers in the state, showing up at these tracks in really fast cars. Yeah. Because it sounds... types of cars, from a stock-body Camaro to a stock-body metric car to a dirt late-model-looking um, car that, I mean, they've been around since the series started, too. Because the cars don't even look alike. And I mean, it really like, sounds like, Jack, that this would benefit the local tracks who are hurting right now because you would be bringing in... Um, the series and still letting our local drivers, you know, compete, compete in it. Sure. You're going to have the fans that follow the series come down. Um, once the word gets out about how exciting it is, because there's a large car count, the next time it's going to be there, you're going to get more fans in the grandstand. Let, let us know. Everybody what, is going to benefit. Let us know what you think. Nine four one two two eight eight three five nine. Or if you have what's your what's the email? Rob, what's the email? Oh, if you got complaints? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're kidding. Rob Elting at AOL.com. You can always send me any information that you want to send me. Uh, I'm always interested in listening. And, uh, you know, sportsman class has always been a good class. And they, if they can keep it from getting too crazy and being too expensive and they allow all these cars to run, I think that a series is a good thing. Will he ever be able to get the track owners to agree on, you know, each of them getting two days? Who knows? And, you know. Haven't, haven't worked that out yet. So Final thoughts, Patrick? Hopefully they can get that worked out. Um, just like, like, like you're saying, big race July 3rd. Let's get all the cars there. We can get on a good show. And then September, September 6th at Lakeland, uh, they're doing a pre-registry for that race. Um, $50 for members, 75 for non-members, uh, $1,000 to win. What's the date on that? Uh, September 6th. At Lakeland, USA. 200 lap um, late model or super late model championship race. Right, right. Um, we're, we're their, um, oh man, I can't think of the word. We're their helper series, whatever you want to call it. Support series. Support series. There you, there you go. go. We're going to support them. Um, and that's, they're trying to do a pre registry. They're looking for about 24 cars or so um, pre registered just to make sure that we're going to be able to go there and put on a show. All right. Um, we're, like I said, we're doing everything we can. Uh, the, the, citrus, uh, no, sorry, the Citrus Street Stocks, the Citrus Forceman cars, all those cars, the DeSoto Street Stocks, they're all absolutely legal for our class. So we're just we're looking for anybody that wants to run. 
All there right. you have it, folks. Patrick, he's looking for competition. He's the points leader. Telling you, he's calling every one of you out. If you got a uh, sportsman, uh, bring it on July third to uh, New Smyrna. New Smyrna, hey, the Clyde Harbor idea. Memorial. If you're a fan and you'd like the idea of the series coming to your local track to run with your local sportsman drivers, talk to your local track owner. Email them, them. Call them. Email. Send a letter. Call them. Stop by. Say hi. Let them know. Send them flowers. We're just in there. We're a bunch of passing race car drivers. We don't like to follow, but we don't like to beat you up either. Talk to you soon, All right. Patrick. All right. Thank Ty, you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. There you go. Patrick Thomas with the uh, Southern Sportsman Series uh, wants to keep it together, wants to keep uh, tracks going. And I, like I said, two races at each track, I don't think that's a big deal. Um, they're just going to need somebody that can put all that together. A leader. It sounds like it would be beneficial to everyone. Hey, Jack, a leader in a racing organization. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. There's a road that runs before me. It's twisted and it turns. Miles of open highway. Bridges that we burn. Learning lessons of the heart A recent revelation I found a place to start It's highway Can you hear me? Sometimes we ride along It's
Uh, there we go. We just simply filmed all the all the races, had people pay online, then they wouldn't have to come. And that's that'd right. Be the end of that. that wouldn't be, be fun. Like Being at a racetrack <laughs> is exciting. The, the when you're the racer, you don't care. The loud sound of the cars, the rumble, the smells—it's great. Phil Shriver. Good evening. What's up, Phil? You've been okay. traveling around a bit this year uh, to um, racetracks. What do you think, man? What's uh, what's going on around Florida this year? Well, we have some, uh, I think we have some pretty good serious stuff going on. Um, I could definitely use some more cars. Serious stuff? What's serious? What are you talking about serious? We're never serious. What are you talking about serious? Let's get serious for a second. <laughs> no, racing's supposed to be fun, not serious. Come on. Where is good series running on the asphalt? Let us know. Well, the last last series race I was at was out in Lakeland for the uh, first part of the Triple Crown um, so the Sun Belt Series Sun is Belt. one of them. Yep. The ASA Series is another one. Yes. Um, we just talked about the Southern Sportsman Series. They're still together getting ready for uh, their uh, Clyde Hart Memorial and then also for a Lakeland race. Right. Um, who else? What well, other what series do we have? TBRA. Oh, they'll, be, they'll be at Citrus County. Hey, you ought to go up there, Phil, this weekend, man. They're going up to Citrus. Yeah, there'll be a grandstand full of people there, I bet. Which which uh, which race will be at Citrus? T-B-A-R-A. Wing Sprint Cars. The Winged Sprint oh, Cars. David Steele Show. The Mad Men with Helmets. Excellent. And Dude Teach. Don't forget about him. He's the Dude Teach Show. Yeah. <laughs> so the Wingless Sprints, though, that's what will be running uh, another series. The Checkered Sprint Flag Series, yeah. Checkered Sprint Flag? Right. Could your challenge series. What's checkered a checkered flag. sprint flag? That's what you. Flag <laughs> so uh, you know, Rob, you're, you know, there's a reason why I have Phil on here. Yeah. Well, he's going to talk with us for a little while. Yeah, he's going to talk with us for a little while. What there's else? No doubt about it. Well, Phil's uh, kind of working. Uh, he's kind of taking over the uh, role of uh, overall news editor for Carnac.com, uh, working with Jane Smith, who handles all the Florida stuff. Really? And so people aren't going to be being talked bad about now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You edit catch out. on real quick, Rob. Gonna for edit a race out all the bad driver. stuff that Jane puts out. Now, come on, Jane. She's pretty level-headed. She she prints what she sees. She's very level-headed. Yeah, yeah. Rob, editing has to do more with you know punctuation and uh, commas and what wow. spell check. Come on, you hit spell check. That's all you do. Copy and paste spell check. <laughs> now you know by looking at the message boards that most of our audience can't write anyway. Now, how bad is that? Yeah, they're bad spielers. See, this is. No <laughs> All right, Phil, it's your turn. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, no, Phil. Uh, I'm very glad to be on board. Yeah. We're glad to have you out there uh, editing uh, stories. Uh, so, Doing some writing, too. Doing some writing. Tell us about some good stories. Uh, who's, who's hot? Who's not? Besides me. Well, uh, are you guys familiar with that rumor? It's been going around for years now um, in regards to sunshine. Play. Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, the rumor you've heard things like, oh, Tony Stewart's buying the right. back. Yeah. There's been a lot of jokes, let's say. Just Tobu to- Super Speedway, right? Yeah. Sun Pass. They call it Sun Pass yeah, instead sun- of Sunshine. The, the Sun Pass uh, track. Yeah. Sun Pass Speedway. Yeah. So uh, you hear some more uh, I- I've heard some silly things. season stories? That that could be more than just let's say you know a joke per se. I understand some people from Portugal are taking over the joint. Portugal, yeah, I've yeah I've heard something about Portugal. 
in regards to that. But. So stop beating around the bush, fiddling around the guitar. What are you talking about? I have heard that they're a former racer um, who used to race at Sunshine. I don't know his last name, but first name is Stu, and his he had a street stock that was sponsored by 98 Rock. I do remember that car. Yeah, I know who Stuart is. Okay. Do you? Certainly. What's his name? Uh, I'll think about it in a second. Okay, good. He's got to let the Stuart, brain, uh, brain waves work there. I know who you're talking about, though. Okay. That That is what I've heard. Um, I I personally believe that even if the finances can be raised and we have people who, who are looking to buy the track, um, I think the the biggest challenge is still going to be with the local government. Um, you know, there's things going on with um, other even smaller, like, go-kart tracks and things like that, that there's a lot of a lot of red tape involved. Where's Bonnie and Frank in the equation? Uh, they're nowhere. Is there any drag racing that still goes on there? I believe there is. Yeah. Well, then they shouldn't have any problem getting that thing back open. Uh, would it take? It's just going to take somebody with, with some big money, you know. Uh, and it, whoever actually gets that track open back up will reap the benefits. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell There's you. a website. You know. I agree. There is a website. Is there? For yeah. Sunshine Speedway. They'll reap the benefits if they can get it back open. You know, because um, it was just a, a very well-located place with a lot of people around it that had money to race. And, uh, you know, I I still try to tell I try to tell CeCe all the time that I, I have to compare the racing that I see when I go to these tracks today of the racing that I, I came from Sunshine Speedway. That's where I started racing. So I was used to okay. um, seeing um, when I started in street stocks, dude, there was 40 cars that would show up for 24 spots. Sure. When they had modifieds, man, they had a claimer rule on modifieds, and they had a ton of those modifieds that would show up every week. The best and figure eights on the planet. Best figure eights. They had four-cylinder and, and V8s. And let me tell you what, still to this day, you could talk about all these kids that are coming up and racing right now and how good they do or whatever. I was thinking about it when I was mowing the yard two days ago. There still, to me, has never been better shows than the Jimmy Cope, Dave Pletcher shows in, in late models when I was young watching racing go-karts wanting to race late models that I saw at that racetrack. You're absolutely correct, and I was a fan there for many years. That was the very first track. That, that was my home track ever since I've been in Florida. Yeah. To never race there, but now you're you're going to the reunion on the 29th Sunday, right? I am. Yeah, we're not going to be able to do that this year because uh, we're going to be in Georgia covering some other stuff. Uh, last year we had, of course, 1,800 people. Real Racing USA sponsored a deal at the uh, at the uh, the restaurant over there. My Ball mind droppers. Just, my mind just went blank. Where were we at? <laughs> I don't know. I can't Where were we at? Quaker Steak. You're, yeah, Quaker Steak and Lube. Quaker Steak and Lube. On 49th. Yeah. 1,800 people. And this year, I don't know, there'll be a ton of people there on the 29th of Sunday, huh? Yes, it's going to be a Sunday afternoon. Um, starts at 2 p.m. Same place? Same place. They're at, they're asking people to bring their cars. If they have cars, um, they're also going to be doing some. How else are they going to get there? <laughs> they're racing cars. What do you mean yeah. those cars, Jack? <laughs> So we're not going to go there at all, Jack. I'm not going. You you might go. I'm not going to be in town. Come on up. Is there any more equipment? Yeah, you can go. Absolutely. You want to go with Phil and do the show? 
We may very well have to do Phil, that. Phil, you might you want to hook that up? Rob, Rob, talk to Rob. He might, oh, he Phil, might. listen, if you can get all the equipment there, I'll sure as heck come and uh, we'll, we'll record well, all this stuff. Take, you could take the equipment. Well, whatever we need. Yeah. You, we I need. have it here. You can take it with you. Because I, I think uh, there's going to be a lot to record there. Um, It'll be uh, a good show. Maybe Cece will drag her butt there. She just can't feel the sunshine. Sunday the 29th. I have, well, I, I've never was at that track, but it sounds interesting. Well, oh, all right, Phil. Yeah. You, between you and Rob, come on, you guys, give give CC Brooks an idea what Sunshine Speedway was really like. Did you like the figure eight racing that you saw the other night at Charlotte? Um, okay, I would like to see figure eight racing like you showed me on the video, where they're timed out, where they're just they're going fast, they're seconds, they're crossing each other, where they're it's in a twenty five lap race, you would lose your breath at least twenty five times, guaranteed. Like Phil, do you know who on, Red Van is? On video, Rob. Hey, Phil, you know who Red Van is? Yes. Okay. Jimmy that. Thompson, Red Van, Robert Chris, mm-hmm. Rob Harlow, um, some of the names of uh, Wayne Jefferson and Bill Bryant. Okay, when those guys would go out on the racetrack with cars just like what Firestein was driving, mm-hmm. okay, you stick twenty of those cars out there and you throw up. I think Bonnie would only put. I think it was only like five hundred to win or something like that. If even that, didn't matter. Tell you what, Robert and Wayne did that. They wasn't about, absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't about the money. Robert Chris was a very good <laughs> race car driver, uh, figure eight driver. Uh, they didn't. Uh, many other you. guys that I just you know can't. how you Art see Calkins. these guys stopping. Yes, yes. Nah. They were stopping Saturday nah. night, and nah. I would love to see a race where nah. nobody is stopping. Oh no, no, there's no stop. They go and, and have some serious wrecks that they would have. You know, I know. I know Take uh, your breath away. It just I didn't would. Want to watch. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a really great thing to see, and and I, I want to see Bobby Quarter have mile. that same thing. Yeah. I want to see him have that. I'd love to see Sunshine Speedway open back up. With some Absolutely. people running hey, Rob, behind. The old guys are up at Citrus still right now. Too. I'll tell you yeah, what, though. I'll tell you this. My opinion is is that if the place reopens, and hopefully that can happen, it hurts the people who take it over better come with a 2008 racetrack. Don't bring us more of this 1975 racing mentality because the year is 2008 and it's moving to 2009 very quickly. I think they ought to bring their same exact classes that they used to have, though. Mini stock, street stock, sportsman, late model. Yeah. Okay. Pack them in. Now, with... Modifieds. When they race the figure eight where you see it's so timed, they're just passing each other by seconds and they're going so fast... Do they practice that? I mean, is that is that is it practice so they all know the yeah, while timing? While they're racing, huh? What? While they're racing, they practice that. <laughs> yeah, while yeah. they're racing, because it's uh, they would have practice when they do practice. They'd allow them to run the figure eights, but what n- most of the time would happen is like I had a sportsman that I ran in the ovals, and Red Van ran it in the figure eights. Mm-hmm. So he'd have to switch some stuff around to run it in the figure eights. So he really, he really wouldn't even practice. You know, they they practice when they went out and race, like he said. But um, it was a a real race. I'm not saying that the race the other night wasn't a real race, but you couldn't have had any kind of four cylinders out there mm-hmm. or allowed trucks no, to be in there because those no. guys would have been in trucks hitting each other. Let me tell you, if one of those trucks was to hit one of those four cylinders in the door, Bye. somebody's going to the morgue. Yeah. Okay, so that's a show that's going on over there trying to. Uh, create classes. What what used to go on at the figure eight races I'm talking about was 
a real deal. It was so real, CC, I would not do it. I wouldn't do it for the $40 start money that they give you and just pull off in the back. I just wouldn't do it. I but left it back, in the hands of a professional. Back a long time ago, they used to have, like, really serious. They still do, but it's nothing like it used to be. National figure eight championship races, mm-hmm. like in New York and, and other places around well, the country. Like Sunshine, But Sunshine Speedway was the place where the championship guys came from, mm-hmm. and they, they actually had them there, right? They brought the very fast, modified-looking guys there one time and let them run with our guys allowed – you know, uh, uh, all the guys t- to run with them with the bigger tires on them. They called them Pro Figure Eights, and they're like modifieds. I mean, they can stop on a dime. And they're from up north where um, they're not so confined where they have to go through the X. Our Figure Eight tracks are all laid out, and they're only 20 foot wide or so. Um, these Figure Eight tracks up north, they can cross the X in a broad 150 foot path. Oh, really? Yeah. So. It makes it a little bit easier for them. Uh, okay. They're, they're solid. Co- the, the whole infield is, is uh, concrete or pavement, so it allows the X. It allows you to be able to miss somebody. Oh. Okay. If you see them coming here, you can drive over that way a little bit. Which, when you're when you're dealing with cars that are like, you imagine Wayne Jefferson and all them guys going at which, it's an open class even to those modifieds. Wayne could have taken his modified out there and won that figure eight race the other night. So Phil, it was open. So, so Phil, where are you going this next week? Uh, not quite sure yet. Okay. We haven't worked that out. That's fair. But I'm I'm definitely enjoying getting out, um, getting to see other tracks. Lakeland was a blast. Citrus was a blast. Uh, Charlotte last weekend, that was a blast. Yeah. So learning a lot, and um, glad to glad to meet more drivers around the state. All right, man. We'll keep well, having. That's what it takes. You just got to go up to them and talk to them. Oh yeah. Keep having fun, and we'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye, Phil. Take it easy, Phil. Well, right. Phil Shriver, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to well, come. Before, wait, before we go, yeah. I want to talk oh, about. Oh, it's that time. It's that time. It's time to talk about our friends at com. We have a link to them right on our Inside Florida Racing dot com page and uh, check them out if you or if you've purchased a, a new fire suit if you need your embroidery work done on it you need all your sponsors names your name put on your new fire suit um, inside florida racing put on your fire suit exa- hey i like that get that put on your fire suit yeah jack will give you five dollars for every person that puts real race in usa on their driving suit <laughs> exactly we'll make sure he pays you five dollar bill um but it's a fancyworkembroidery.com. That's fancy with an I. We have a link right up on our website. And they do everything. T-shirts, you know, pit, your crew shirts, your staff shirts, and all kinds of I'll tell you what items. we can do. We'll change that, Jack, to save you the $5. If you want Inside Florida Racing or Real Racing USA put on your driving suit, call. What's her name? Fancyworkembroidery.com. Call Casey. She, yeah, she and, has our logos. And uh, they'll get it put on there for you. And yeah. then uh, Jack will take care of her. You exactly. Go. You're magnanimous, Rob. I try. I try really hard. <laughs> I try really hard to bring my personality to but this. But Casey and everybody over there are great. All right, Rick. I mean, Rick. Rob. Yes. Listen, man. Yes. We had to get at least one late model driver on the show tonight. Do you have so one? So that you felt like you weren't alone. Do you have one? Yes. We have Blake Coke with us. Oh, yes. He's, he's Blake, a pretty good one, too. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. What's up, Blake? Thank you. How you doing? Man, Blake. we're doing just fine. And Dandy, how you doing? I'm doing good. How's your racing going? Racing's going good. I, my last race was um, two weekends ago. I did a uh, fast car pro truck race at Orlando. Right. 
and it didn't really turn out too good. I was running third and, and got spun, and they put both of us to the rear. But that's what you then, get for being in a truck, man. You're a late model racer. Yeah, I know. I, we do the truck just for seat time. I haven't been racing too long. But my last late model race, we were actually leading it for uh, 75 laps. And uh, just a rookie mistake on a restart. Uh, got in, it was kind of heavy. Hit the bumps, got a little loose, and uh, got freight trained to about fourth. Where was that at? I was at Ponte Gorda, uh, Port Charlotte. Yeah, where'd you end up finishing? Finished fourth. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it gets tough out there, you know. I, I just tried to race out there at the super late model race last week, and not last weekend, but uh, the weekend before. And Yeah, it's one of those places that everything has to go perfect and you can't make any mistakes, or you're going to end up 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, somewhere. Yeah, that's for sure. If you you got to be really hooked up to run on the uh, outside groove for sure there. Kind of like get down to the bottom to go fast. But. So where where else uh, do you race? Uh, what other series are you racing in at all? We're doing um, some selected ASA South Series races, and uh, we're going to do some selected Southeast races, some televised ones. I think we're going to get New Smyrna. Right. And we're definitely going to do the, the Port Charlotte race. You know, I believe it's in October. Now, uh, do you race any other cars? Uh, I just raced a, a crate car. It's a left-hander, and, I, and we have a pro truck that we race uh, every once in a while just if there's no late model races, we'll go find a truck race and go race it. I thought I saw somebody with your same last name racing on TV one night. Um, I don't think... Is that you? No. Not yet. <laughs> you, you got any cousins out there with the same last name? No, I don't. Not that race. Hmm. Must be my I imagination. actually a guy in an ARCA Yeah. that has my last name. Yeah, that must have been what it was then. Yeah, no, there's no relation. Okay. I thought it was you. I was asking Jack about it after I saw that that night. I was asking Jack if that was uh, the same uh, same guy, and he, he didn't know. You know, Jack, he's crazy. <laughs> Jack's a nice guy. I just met him over the phone today. Did you? And you already think he's a nice guy. You met him once. Yeah, so okay. far. <laughs> well, you know, you just need to come and hang out around a little bit more uh, before you make your Oh, I'd be decision. glad to. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He, d- no, he, he does a lot for racing, you know, and uh, he's just a big race fan is all he is. He's... Uh, Stuck back in the 70s, and uh, he's a race fan, and uh, he keeps thinking about how the races used to be, and uh, eventually I told him it would all come around like everything else, like his clothes are back in, racing will be back. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're just having a good time here trying to deal with, uh, you know, uh, racing in Florida on the asphalt. You know, what really sucks is we come in here and talk about all these asphalt races all the time. And in the back of my mind, I always I always have sitting in front, not in the back of my mind, it's right in front of me on the computer. I always see this Ken Kenny series, you know, is always there. And he's got all these cars that show up all the time. And it's the dirt stuff seems so exciting. Don't you wish that there was some magical thing that could come along and bring back, you know, full fields of racing and late models and make it a little more exciting for us as the drivers? Yeah, I do, man. It you know, at the beginning of this year, we were having really good turnout at Charlotte. And then um, some of the limited guys were upset about the crate cars being faster at the end or something. But um, the last limited race they had, their limited car won. So that kind of, you know, settled things down. And, and uh, I talked to well, actually uh, my stepdad, which owns the race team, Tim Kirkland, he talked to Bobby the other day, and they're expecting a full field uh, at their next race is, this coming Saturday night at Charlotte County, expecting uh, over 20 cars. Well, I sure hope so. And uh, 
It definitely makes for a more exciting race. And I, I know at the beginning of the season that uh, there was a ton of cars that showed up. I remember 27 or 28 at one time, something crazy, you know. Yeah. And then uh, as it wheels on, you know, that whole deal with guys winning with the crates and other people mad, you know. The people that were mad were just mad because they weren't winning races in a row anymore. And I'm not going to yeah. say who it was, but, you know, I I think that uh, that's – that's why they all. That's why it was always better if you just had one motor and one motor alone that you were allowed to race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's never going to happen, so we don't even need to, to, to worry about that. We just have to deal with it and hope that, as you say, next week, hope that they've got 20 or more cars there because I not only am a racer, I love to race. I love to see good races, watch good races, you know, and uh, I learn a lot about my late model uh, watching other races, whether it's a, a street stock race, a modified race, or even, you know, limited racing. Um, it's definitely an experience. Now, I raced a couple of limited, race, limited races with my Super, you know, changing the carburetor and adding all the weight. And, uh, yeah. I was more in the way than anything else. <laughs> it just uh, it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, I think, like, the first race of the, the season this year at Ponte was that uh, winter heat race, the Pepsi 100. Right. And that was actually my first late model race I've ever done. And we were running six, but I think there was like 25, 26 cars there. It was a huge turnout, you know, as far as I thought it was a big turnout. And then That's huge for an asphalt race. Oh, yeah, especially there. That's a small track. That's a lot of cars on that track. And then the next race there, there was like 22, and we got uh, second in that race. And then the third race we went, which we were leading, we got fourth. There's only 12 cars. Yeah, some of them got it crashed up. Considerably. Some of them get crashed up. Some of them get bad attitudes. You know, they get sore feelings. And uh, that's just the way late model racing goes, man. It's very expensive. So you know how it is when you, if you crash your car up, you know, and you don't have big sponsors, you know, it could take you months to get it back. Oh, yeah. Luckily, that hasn't happened to our car yet. So, uh. I've been trying to to stay out of trouble with the car. We were just looking at your website. That's a nice-looking website you have. Oh, thank you very much. It just got finished probably probably about two weeks ago. No, no, but it looks great. Yeah, she's flipping through all the pictures. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, nice nice pictures, Blake. Um, (laughs) How old are you, Blake? I'm 22. You're right up her alley. Are you single? That's right. (laughs) I'm you're, not single. You're just old enough. He's, not, He's single. not single. Isn't that nice? <laughs> just like me, taken. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, so now, you've raced in the Southeast uh, Tour yet? No, I haven't. ASA late models. Uh, ASA. We went to that Desoto race, uh-huh. uh, which was uh, October of 2007. Oh yeah, is that the oh, race? The race. Is that the race? That was the race we don't want to talk about. Is that the race where ASA split? Yep, that's uh, when a big fight broke out, and it was just crazy. And that was my first time. That would have been my first late model race. How did you qualify? I qualified 13th. I think he was like two tenths out of the top five. But, um, and then right after qualifying, all that stuff happened, and we ended up packing up and going home. Isn't that crazy? And we haven't been back to an ASA South race since then, not because of that, um, mainly because I'm just trying to get seat time. You know, I can get a lot more local races for the dollar than I can going up to Georgia, North Carolina. 
what was the what prompted you to go from uh, racing motorcycles to uh, the cars? Yeah, broken legs. <laughs> yeah, that's a big part of it. <laughs> you know, the plan was I was racing uh, dirt bikes since I was like twelve years old, <clears throat> and we were I was climbing the ladder pretty quick. You know, I, I one of my last years racing, I was in one twenty five B class, and the, the the race to make in that sport is a race called Loretta Lynn's Amateur National and I made it there just some bad luck finishes there I ended up finishing 20th overall fell off the ladder yeah I mean I was running 6th one moto and crashed and got run over and ninth one moto and it was a mud race and the bike wouldn't start just just some bad luck and uh, you know two ACL replacements later collarbone with a plate in it you know just too many nice I decided to go to college yeah so I went to college for two years at Northwood University. And uh, during that time, my stepdad bought Sean Bass's old pro truck. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't really know who was going to drive it. He, there's this kid, Eric, that helps us work on the car and the truck now. He was thinking about having him drive or just anybody. He just wanted to get into car racing. He was bored at home. Why couldn't I ever meet some guy like that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> This has just not been Rob's night. First of all, he was insulted about uh, somebody earlier talking about how they were flying up north with, with Mark Martin, and now you're throwing this stuff out. The poor guy's having a rough night, Blake. <laughs> I tell you, all you young guys got it, man. Jeremy Colangelo, that's who it was. He's got Mark Martin's cell phone number right in his pocket. Really? Yeah. Oh, I need to get a hold of that phone. <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of money. <laughs> well, it looks like you you got Aren't we all. It, it looks like you do have an understanding uh, of the uh, of the marketing necessary uh, to get your name out there. That's for sure, Blake. Yeah, that's what that's what we're working on now. Now that we know that I do have the capabilities to, you know, try to make a career out of this. I we we feel I have the talent and the capability. Only racing for a little over a year and running up front late models. That you know, I I think I can make it you know as far as I can possibly go, and it takes marketing. It takes you better go to dirt. Reality, better go to where? You better go to dirt if you're going to make a career out of it. Car. I would love to get a dirt car. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, you might try that out because uh, wow, it's amazing. You so, don't have to buy no. You know, you got to buy one tire. So yeah. So well, right right now, I'm actually you know we're we're trying to get sponsors together to go around a couple uh, Camping World West Series races next year. I'm, I'm talking with guys over at Golden Gate Race Team. They're the Richard Childress Driver Development Program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I met them out in California. Uh, my my dad is a film producer. And when I was out there working with him last summer, I met these guys. and They're just super nice. And I'm actually flying out 4th of July to that Irwindale race to go meet them. So hopefully something comes together there. That would be awesome. Yeah, sounds good. So, what is the next event you're going to be at? I will be uh, this coming Saturday night at Port Charlotte. Okay. That's right, late models. Yeah. 100 yep. lapper. Yes, 100 lapper, limited late model race. Okay. Well, that should be interesting. Who's your sponsors? My sponsors are signssupercheap.com. They do uh, screen printed signs and vehicle wraps, and banners, magnetics, all that kind of stuff. Mm hmm. Uh, also, a company called Enzyme Labs, which is a nutritional company. They sell nutritional supplements like multiple vitamins and coke and all that kind of stuff. Salad caps? Salad caps. 
You get free stuff? What's a salad cap? It's, it's simply um, you get all your greens that you're supposed to take in a capsule. So you oh. take a couple pills a day and you get all the greens that you're supposed to take. Why didn't they have that stuff so when I was a kid? You eat your veggies, Jack. I know. I'm just thinking. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking all the peas and spinach. So can I come I down there and see you see, on Saturday night see, and pick sorry, up some guys, of that stuff? i I rather What's eat that? a salad. Can I come and pick some of that stuff up from you on Saturday night? I'm sure you got some free samples. Absolutely. I'll bring you a couple of bottles. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, you'll be able to see. These guys will probably be down there to, to see you. Oh, Saturday. yeah, I'll be down there Saturday night to uh, watch the race, and uh, I'll make sure i got some Real Racing USA stickers with me. Make sure you got one on your car. Absolutely. Come, uh, yeah, come find me in the pits. We usually park right behind the, uh, the tech trailer. You're easy to find, man. you got your name all over your car, dude. Yep. <laughs> Trying to get it out there. <laughs> all right, Blake. Good luck. That's this, a good idea. Good luck this weekend, and and we will talk to you again uh, later in the year. No, no, no doubt for sure. And you and I'll talk uh, in a day or two. Okay, great. All right. All right. Bye, Blake. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Maybe that's the problem. Is that uh, Blake instead Cole. of having my name out there, I've had Bonehead on with you all the time. Uh, whatever. Uh, you know, that's, you, know, you no, guys that's, don't have to laugh at anything. No, no, I say. no. It's that's fine. very, very true. <laughs> Forget my, it. My very good friend. I could have put Jack up there. My very good friend Terry Wall. One of the first things that he pointed out to me, and it's always been a pet peeve of his. Twelve years ago, we're walking around the pits at Lakeland doing this media stuff, and he started looking at the cars. And he would, we would walk down the line of cars at a Hooters Pro Cup race, and he would show me. Here's a guy who's using some kind of script to write his name out on top of above his. Yeah, well, you, can't his you can't read it, uh, you know. And he is, and he's right. I mean, you gotta have your name so people can read it. And then some guys will go, Tom, you know, Bonehead, Bonehead. Hey, man, whatever works. You know. Oh, that, no, that's a good point, especially if the drivers are looking for sponsorship and if they really want to, you know, stand out. The names have to be. You know, you know, people are listening to us out here. I wanted to say uh, hi to Craig Robinson out there and all his poker playing buddies. They sit around and play poker and listen to uh, the races. Uh, Craig works over it with the. Turn your microphone on before you talk. Guys, got nothing better to do. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I told you there's a few people listening. Uh, Craig works over at Jimmy Cope Race Cars, where they, uh, you know, build cars and do all those kind of things. And uh, Craig's been working on cars for a long time. You know, used to work at Pletcher's. Used to. Work on my car and keep it straight. Boy, what a job that was. One of the best guys I've ever seen with molded metal. Aluminum, stuff like that. I got to hang on, hang on, hang on. I got to. What, do you got a hangnail? He needs to adjust himself. And he's all tied up over there. (laughs) My body just got contorted or something. Whatever. I got a cramp in my hip. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got a cramp in my head. Check this out, man. We got a guy. Now, this this guy, uh, Sean Smith, he, he, uh. He's second in points, I do believe, in the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Yeah. I'm not surprised. He hasn't won yet. So we're going to bring him on tonight because usually when somebody comes on our show, they win or at least have a Oh, shut up, Jack. What's up, champ? Hey, What's Sean. What's up, champ? Tonight? He's the champion yeah. in my book. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, what's happening, man? Oh, busy, busy, busy. Just too much stuff going on at one time. So, uh, my only thing I want to ask is, have you got that other car ready for me to run into Charlotte? That's what I want to know. Well, I actually have the new car together, and we actually debuted it at the Powell Memorial. And So, is the old one still running? No. What's it needed, a motor? Well, we have the stuff. It's just uh, 
I don't know. We uh, we ran that car a lot last year, and this year we kind of tried to do the same stuff we were doing that we did last year, and it just hasn't re- it hasn't reacted, and it hasn't been the same car it was last year. So competition's we- a little bit better this year too, brother. Well, I'm not. Well, there's always competition. I mean, everybody. Don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's no slouches. That's that's definite. But yeah, um, we should have. We should have already won a couple races at Volusia this year, and just bad luck. You know, we run over a guy. We lapped about four times, leading it, and crashed out, and lost another one on the last lap after a restart, but one to go. And I don't know. We ran a. Uh, North Florida at the last United Dirt Late Model race before the Powell Memorial, and just things weren't going the way we thought they should go, so we decided to make a change. So we busted our butts and got the new car together and got there late to Ocala for the Powell Memorial, and everything was good from there. I mean, we come to the front, but, you know, when you're rushing to get all that stuff together, we actually had some stuff come loose on it, and we're lucky we didn't tear a bunch of stuff up, but we finished, so Shot. good thing. Sean, this might be a dumb question, but you started 16th in that race, and you finished fourth. Do you think? I mean, how important would it have been to start, like, say, in the top five or six? Is that a huge um, deal? I'm going to be honest with you. The way that racetrack was, I know. The way that racetrack was, it would have been hard for me to turn down that extra four thousand dollars to start at the tail. I mean, and that was. That was the first lap I turned in that car, but Honestly. if I would have got there, you could bet I would have been at the back trying to make that extra four grand. Yeah. If it's your day to win, you're going to do it from the back. Yeah. I mean, any chance I've ever had for that, if they offered it to me, I was in the back. And, I mean, and Johnny Collins that won that race could have very – he could have did it, I think. I mean, he had his car going that good. but Well, unless uh, he ran into – sites 2020. I mean, $5,000 is better than, you know, $200. Right. Yeah, yeah he – he, so, he could have done it if he didn't have the kind of luck that Roger Krause had. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't say that I didn't. I didn't know that Roger was there. All I saw was, I mean, I saw Jordy Nipper, and I've raced against Jordy a bunch at various racetracks all over Georgia and all. And uh, I got to Jordy, and I was on the bottom, and he was kind of running in the middle there, and I got by him for about fifth, and then. All of a sudden, he just come flying back up. I mean, I thought he was going to go out of the ballpark and yep. found something up there. And I'm like, man. So I tried to ease up there, but my car wasn't working up there, so I had to get right back to the bottom. But he, Jordy, actually overdrove it the lap before that, and he almost lost it. And I said, oh, I got to watch that. And the very next lap, but he went in there, and I knew he was in trouble when he got in there. So I was already watching it, and all I saw was a white flash of somebody's nose come through there and just nailing oh man it was I didn't know till it was that it was roger till i come back around yeah it was it was awesome man i mean jordy was like roger of course we'd all been watching roger kraus coming from the back going on the outside of that at ocala i mean he was passing three four cars at a lap sometimes and then jordy when like you said he got up on the outside too and then when he spun out roger hit him without even slowing down man i mean it was that uh the surface there at Ocala, I mean, that the racing there, everybody that was there will tell you. I mean, I, I know, I don't know how many laps I battled with Richard Pratt where he was on the outside of me and I was on the inside, and that was just, I mean, it, 
It's so much fun whenever you can race like that. And that place is like that every time we go and race there. I mean, it's just a ball to race at it. Yeah, you guys weren't there, right? Neither one of you guys were there? No, no. no. Uh, yeah, that not was for this, not for the yeah. Town. It was uh, that was uh, one hell of a race all the way around, no doubt about it. And uh, so, but you know, like you said, so it did make a bit of a difference, you think, or it just it, it wouldn't have mattered where you started. You would. Um, I don't think it would have mattered where you started. I, I, just the racetrack was that good. You could find there were multiple grooves, and you could. I mean, I, I felt my car was better on the bottom, but I did. I mean, when I was coming through, I made I passed people on the outside. It just, I, I just can't believe that nobody took that challenge. I mean, that was a that was a lot of money. And well, now some of the other racetracks we go to, and you know, when you start factoring in where you're at in the points and all, it's kind of hard to take that kind of chance. But where I was at going into that race at Ocala, I would have took it in a heartbeat if I'd have had the opportunity. So where are you at in the points now? Second. Second. So uh, you got your stuff ready for uh, Georgia? Yes, we uh, we went and ran. We were hoping to, we were going to try to run Volusia last week, and uh, my wife had the baby, so that kind of put a damper on racing last week. Congratulations. Did you, did you yell at her? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? You just became a father. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Congratulations, boy or girl? Another little boy. Oh, that's wonderful. Good for you. These kids are going to break me. I mean, they're the ones already talking about go karts. He ain't even three yet. So yeah, you're going to have to give up racing soon. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm trying to. Get- yeah, just give. I know. I know. I've been hearing it. <laughs> so, so tell us about the racetrack up there. What 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 can uh, fans expect? They can expect it. Golden Isles is one of the nicest facilities in dirt track race. I mean, in speedways in general. I mean, Frankie Lloyd has a super nice place up there. And the racetrack, it used to be oil-based, and it was a big 5-8 mile. And the super late models used to go there and run 175 mile an hour, and the cars just weren't designed to run that fast. I mean, when they crash, they disintegrate. Right. So the... The super late model guys, Scott Bloomquist and Billy Moyer and those guys, basically told them that they weren't coming back until they did something with it. It was just unsafe. So they took all the oil off the racetrack, and they put red clay down. And at first, it helped. It slowed them down. Well, then the red clay, once it gets the rubber mixed in with it, it got just as fast. So now, Frankie, at the end, I think it was the summer of last year, they took the racetrack and made it smaller. And they put a little more bacon to it than what it had, but it still has the same red clay surface that bites up, and it is just bad fast. I mean, you're hammered down all the way around there, but it is, it's good racing. I mean, you'll see guys, they'll be at the top, and because the bottom will slick off in the feature, there'll be guys running on the bottom, and there'll be guys bonsaiing the cushion. But it, it'll be, it'll be a good show, and there'll be a ton of race cars there. I, I mean, yeah. I, I can predict there'll be at least sixty. Yep. He's got fifty-seven now. Run there, but I would say it'd probably be closer to seventy or seventy-five. Yep, there's going to be a ton of them. Volusia, I believe, has uh, called off their races for this this weekend or changed their schedule or whatever it is. They're not racing, I believe. Right. And uh, well, the champ, he don't have to worry about it. He's tri- in tri-state championship, man. And now, <laughs> will you take the challenge? Now, from what I understand. And I don't have this, uh, this is all rumor, but uh, from what I'm, I'm hearing is that there's some of the guys like Ivan and Lloyd or maybe Michael Lloyd or even maybe Johnny Collins might go to the rear on that up there 
for that challenge. Is this one you would go to the rear to take the challenge? Um, it would have to be. It would depend on how good I felt my car was once we got there. I mean, uh, it's kind of a, we're into this deal so far now that I'm not. I don't want to say I'm points chasing because I want to. You know, when you win races and the points take care of themselves. You sound like you're points racing to me. I mean, I got to look at the big picture still, too. I mean, this this pays off pretty good at the end of the year, so you got to you got to stick with it. But if my car was good, I mean, I started at the back at these races, at other races other than the series races and came to the front, so you know, you get a long enough race and your car is good and if there's more than one groove, you can go to the front. All right, Sean, there's one award we don't want you to get this weekend and that's the Real Racing USA runner-up award. We don't want you to get that one. There's an extra 100 bucks for the second-place guy. It's called the Real Racing USA Runner-Up Award. We don't want you to get that one. No, I hope not. I hope uh, I hope I'll be getting the big check this week. I, uh, I mean, we're working hard. Just, I mean, every week you go, I mean, there's 40 cars, you know, mostly 40, average of 40 cars at each race. Now, those 40 cars, there's 15 to 20 of those guys that, you go to any local racetrack, and they'll, they're they winners every week. I mean, we're not talking about any slouches here. I mean, then I Saturday night I went to North Florida and raced, and Ivan and I talked for about 30 minutes during intermission. We were down looking at the racetrack, and, you know, he he was telling me about, you know, everybody, the fuel prices and everything. You know, he's kind of thinking about he might have to back down off of his Southern All-Stars tour because he just can't afford to keep going. So, I mean, Ken Kenny, the deal he has going right now, he makes it kind of hard to resist to not travel so far. We can race right here at home and race for the kind of money we're racing for. I mean, you're going to bring out the best of the best around here. You got uh, Brunswick uh, up at Golden Isle Speedway in Brunswick, Georgia, this uh, this weekend. And then uh, in the very near future, of course, we got Waycross, Georgia, Volusia Speedway uh, uh, in July, and... Uh, uh, that's going to be huge. That'll probably be the biggest race in terms of cars for Florida. Yeah, that that race there, uh, which that race means a lot to us because uh, you know that's the Scott Thompson Memorial. Scott was a former champion at Volusia, and Bill Thompson builds my motors for me. And that you know we mark those races out this year. Those are the races we want to win, and then. It becoming a co-sanctioned race by the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series and the National Late Model Series. I mean, that race is going to be huge. And we're, you know, I hate to say we don't bring our A game every week because we do. But, I mean, we'll be bringing our A-plus game to that race. Let's put it that way. Now, Sean, when the series comes to Charlotte County Motorsports Park to run on the asphalt, are you going to make that race? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I can't uh, wait to see you. I'm trying uh I mean, we got to go to Waycross, and Waycross might as well be an asphalt track. So, basically, the stuff that we do at Waycross will transfer right over to what we do there. The tires are a little bit different, but it's the same type of setups and stuff mm-hmm. that you run at Waycross because, like I said, it might as well be asphalt. They can't patch the racetrack with oil anymore, so they use that blacktop pavement patch is what they patch the holes in the racetrack with. So... They're real similar, and, you know, that I think people are going to be really surprised with that asphalt race because they do this in other parts of the country with these dirt cars. They have these special events, and the shapes of the bodies 
and stuff on these dirt cars. They're just super fast. I mean, they look fast when they're just sitting there still right. the way they're made. But, yeah. I mean, the flat sides and the way the noses are on them and all, I mean, they put a lot of downforce down. So I think that'll be a really good show. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to see it. We'll I'll see you this weekend up at uh, Golden Isles. Look forward to it, Sean. Sean Smith from uh, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Uh, good luck this he's weekend. He's the 2007 champion. Don't forget it. All right. <laughs> and he's a new daddy. That's Thank right. You. Yeah. So they're all gunning after him at every race, man. Cause, yeah. The you know, 17 SS. Sean, it's hard not to points race when you're the returning champion and you're second in points. I mean, you got you got to look at it. You're racing in this thing. uh you're racing in this thing to be the winner, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, we were at we were leading the points a couple of weeks. I mean, a few races ago, we were leading the points, and we were pretty far out front. And you know, we had some unfortunate luck at East Bay at the race. And you know, I, I basically felt like that was a raw deal. The guy that was second in points, you know, took me out. He crashed me. And, you know, everybody's seen the video and knows what happened after that, but that's the way. Sean, we tried. (laughs) Sean, we went this whole interview. We tried. We had made a pact beforehand. You brought it up. We weren't going to mention that now. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, everybody talks about it. You know, because I'm a a pretty easy guy to get along with. It takes a lot to get me upset. See, you get all upset and bent out of shape. I mean, that really. Start acting like Red Van. <laughs> I, can't help, I, I can't help what's in my bloodline. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. Thing. But I mean, and I've been around racing a long time, and you know, I, I'm not the first one who's done it, and I'm not the last one. Oh no, we've all had our moments. <laughs> I felt like that was a raw deal, and he did me wrong. So I mean, now I, that put me behind, and then the next week, or the next week at Lake City, um, the car was not good after that wreck the week before we bent up a bunch of stuff and the car wasn't that good and i got way down again but you know we're we're turning things around we're trying to get it going in the right direction again and we will and you know that that Powell memorial race we got there late you know the truck blew a tire on the way there we came in right as they were starting practice and i hadn't even the only time i had sat in this car was when we put it on the scales right before we rolled it into the trailer and we went out there and, you know, that race, you know, just making the show at those races. You know, we qualified, made we made the show, and then come kind of from the middle of the pack and ran up front. You know, we, we have the potential. We just we gotta we just gotta get all of our eggs in the line. Well good luck this weekend. We gotta go. Um I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, Sean not, and uh not a problem, any time and hopefully uh Hopefully, I won't be getting the runner-up award this week. There you go, man. There you go. Get that other car running for me, would you? All right, sir. All right. <laughs> Bye, Sean. Sean Smith, uh, 2007 champion. He's a great guy. And uh, what was working at being the 2008 champ. Yeah, he wasn't. you got to remember now, this is actually the first year of the United Dirt League. He was model. the champ last year. Yeah, he was the champ. Of he was that the champ. Year. He won the big money last year. Yeah, he was the champ. He was a champion. He won fifteen thousand dollars in one he month. He sure did. I mean, with how much was his motor? Oh no, it was ridiculous. It was, it was ridiculous. Remember, he told jealousy. Us that? More jealousy set in. <laughs> Poor Rob. I love Sean, Rob's, man. Plus, Rob's. he's my relative now. Since I, me and Brittany are married, yep. uh, him and Brittany are cousins. So uh, I'm related to Red Van too. <laughs>
Are you kidding me? You got to quit saying things like that about Red Van. Oh, Red was a great guy, man. Taught us all how to race. But boy, you talk about somebody that could get crazy, man. Whoo! Wow. Yeah. Such a little guy, and he would just freak out. Okay. Anyways, uh, we covered everybody tonight. Um, you know what this coming yeah. week is? Weekend is right. It the is Golden Isle Speedway. It's the last weekend of June. For uh, driver of the month, the Pandora, Pandora Jewelers, oh, yeah. Pandora Jewelers. Driver of the Month for yeah, June. Yeah. Still haven't been able to track down stats. Uh, Travis Stats and Charlie. Um, you mean you haven't talked to Joe, our drivers of the Joe, Joe, they were on Joe Linebarrier and, and Billy Osborne and the, the Randy Dye's track site tonight last week. The number that Joe has given me is apparently is just not a good number. Joe is in North Carolina. Our friends over there are having a wedding. Randy died from Trackside Tonight's up in North Carolina getting married again, I believe. No, Joe's nothing like getting married him. again. Yeah, Joe's up there with him. That's the way they said it. That's just the way I Okay, here's the on. deal. Uh, who yeah. should be the driver of the month for June? Um, you need to write us. Tell us who's been winning all the races. I'm looking for people. I personally Send all look the- for people that have won three times during the month at least, and then I look from there to see what they've done after that. Um, that's I just look a for good newsmakers. Uh, newsmakers, whatever, whatever. If, if you want it to be, uh, I don't care if it's Rex Hollinger. If you want it to be Rex Hollinger, send it to us. Cece looks for sender checks. and. <laughs> I look for cute drivers who are single and available. No. Um, oh, oh Randy my Kyle. God. She had a Randy Kyle shirt on. She didn't even wear our shirt. This week to the racetrack. Okay. She, she gets in. Night. She gets in on our uh, name over there, but doesn't wear our shirt. Now she did have her hard card on, so yeah. yeah. And I had, my, I had my inside Florida racing jacket with me because of the rain, but made of course by fancyworkembroidery.com. That's right. We can't forget about Jam Racing with the, all these hot motors he's got out there. Send all the good news and good mail to feedback at Real Racing USA. Dot com. Right. Send all the pitiful mail, the bitching, the moaning, the whining, the gripes, the complaints to the complaint department. Rob Elting at AOL.com. Let me hear it. I don't care. I've got big shoulders. I can handle it. Really? Uh, we had a good show tonight. Uh, I appreciate all you folks out there that are listening. These people put up with us. These these guests that we have, I mean, they really we have We put to... up with them. It's <laughs> the other way around. We're making them famous. Happy birthday, Jordan Martin, tonight. Mark Martin's son. I guess. Um, remember, uh, if you want to be on the show, um, get a hold of Jack, Carol Wicks, get a hold of somebody. Hey, hey Jeremy Colangelo, when you're up there with Mark Martin this weekend, uh, uh, do us all a favor. Yeah, ask him if he remembers and, the guy and, and, from the send, commercial. Send Rob a wish you were here postcard. I got a picture of, of me, Mark Martin, and Jack Roush at that uh, commercial that I helped them make. It was the one with the steak and everything from Win Dixie. Really? Hey, man, me. Listen, I've got I've got history with Mark Martin. You know what? I was so dumb though. You know, how I tell people they need to be self promoters. The whole time, I never self promoted the fact that I race cars or anything. <laughs> You know, and I had Jack Roush, Mark Martin, eating dinner with them on the catering truck, trying to figure out an ID on we'll the meat that they had week, laid out. We'll let Rob continue to crazy. Okay. by himself. Folks, thanks for listening. Inside Florida Racing. Have a good time. Go to a racetrack. Support some racetrack in your area, damn it. Don't make me tell you again. I got to do the same. I'm gonna jump until I fall
Do the 